You're listening to the True You Podcast, where we talk about all things mind, body, and spirit, and living your best life. We'll be sharing wisdom from thought leaders and experts to help you rediscover the true you within. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. Hosted by Dr. Jamie Matthews and Nicole Whitehead, this is the True You Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the True You Podcast. Today I've got Heidi Shannon here. We're in Bali at the Chill House, mm-hmm. uh, which is a yoga place, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. a little boutique yoga resort. Awesome, yeah. So um, Heidi was one of the guest speakers at the Elevate Retreat we had today, oh, this week, sorry, with uh, um, Joel and Emil, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. It was your, amazing. Your, yeah, it was amazing. Your story was incredible as well. And <clears throat> like the work you do, just really, I was just like, man, people need to hear this. Mm. So um, I'm really stoked to have you here today. <laughs> I know. I know. Even though it's about 40 degrees. Oh, yeah, man. I've been sweating all day. I did CrossFit this morning and it just... <laughs> That's why I'm wearing a singlet. I was going to wear a shirt, but I, it sucked. Can't do it. <laughs> so... Um, oh. Yeah, I just really thought what you're talking about, um, you help people with uh, depression or people on sort of the brink of ending their lives or, mm-hmm. um, and you take them on retreats. That's right. Yeah. Correct. So we started 10 years ago, yeah. retreats. Cool. Now I do one-on-ones. I kind of pick and choose. I used to have two centers, mm-hmm. um, but I burnt out. Ah, okay. <laughs> So you can't help people with burnout (laughs) when you're burnt out. So, yeah, essentially it all came about because in my early 20s I had a breakdown myself. I was overworked. I overworked myself. Um, I treated my body with a lot of disrespect. I was essentially living outside my body. Yeah. So I lived from here, as you do, you know, I guess in your early 20s. And, yeah, I had my goals of where I wanted to go and I was stubborn and you couldn't stop me from getting there. And then I, I literally fell over. And there were a lot of warning signs before that. Yeah. Um, I was a dancer growing up and I was a dancer when I left school. Um, I'd let that go. So my only sort of freedom and passion was gone. Yeah. Um, my diet was shocking. I barely slept. And yeah, I woke up one day, I had an altercation with someone that I was working with. I was probably earning more money then than I do now. That's oh, wow. much of a, I was gunning it as a business consultant and, but I was punching above my weight as well. So had an altercation with someone I was working with, had a massive panic attack, didn't know what it was. It was probably very anxious leading up to that. Mm. Probably always was and didn't understand what it was. So it's really interesting with anxiety is that a lot of people have it and don't understand that yeah. that's what that is. I can relate to that because I used to have this tightness in my chest right through teenage, you know, mm. through university. And it was only till it was gone that I actually knew it was there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people, even with like a low riding depression that, you know, like we were just talking about when you're mm. working on my body, it's amazing how much pain that we can actually just continue to live with. It's mm. like, oh yeah, I've had that neck issue for three years. Yeah. Like one of the yeah. girls on retreat this week, she has had headaches for 11 years. 
wow. every day. Yeah. And that's how used to, I guess, living, you know, as Chris would say from the event, as a mediocre version of ourselves. And so when I went on this journey to recover my own health, because mm-hmm. I'm stubborn and I like to do things myself, <laughs> I... <laughs> I tried. I did go and see a GP. I did go and see a psychologist. It made complete, it just didn't, the system didn't make sense. Yeah. So I was offered a pill and I literally remember the feeling that I had of being so agoraphobic that I couldn't leave the house. I had chronic kidney infections. I had tonsillitis so I couldn't speak. So my whole body was shutting down. And I just remember looking at this little pill and thinking it can't, no, like, that is not going to fix all of this. It's just not. And I remember thinking it was ridiculous. And I also remember the judgment and the lack of understanding and thinking that I was crazy and then seeing a psychologist and getting more judgment and more lack of understanding. And thank God, you know, this is 20 years ago. Mm. The industry's changed quite a lot since then. But in my opinion, not enough. Yeah. yeah. So I wandered into a little uh, Chinese tea shop. Okay. And to get some kind of calming tea, my friend took me in and little Chinese medicine man came from out the back, just took one look at me and said, come with me. And that was it. That was the beginning of the journey. But it's really funny because the whole time that I was working as a business consultant and predominantly in the hospitality game, Mm. I used to always say to myself, just want to work in the natural health industry. Mm. Just want to work in the natural health industry. So this is sometimes where we make that shift with whatever our soul is kind of like yearning for um that we're pretending not to know sometimes and for me i couldn't logically see how i was going to make that shift i didn't want to give up the money to go and study and to go Mm. on that journey but life just reality slapped me so hard i got thrown from one industry to the other like overnight wow i had to let go of all of my clients i had to live with my parents which for me was like you know going to jail just having to be a baby again they had to literally take care of me it took almost a year of studying changing my diet And it wasn't really until I did a lot of kinesiology, I didn't actually do coaching because coaching then didn't exist. Mm. There was a lot of, um, say, my mum was just, I grew up with my mum's, you know, loves personal development. So I grew up to like Wayne Dyer and, you know, all of these kind of great leaders. Um, So I had a lot of that to read, but there wasn't, back then it's not like you could just, there wasn't a coach. 20 years ago, there really wasn't where I came from. Mm. Mm. Um, There were counsellors. And then coaches, no. Yeah, true. So after this whole experience, retreat was obviously born. So I I wanted to provide a space where people could go, um, where we would do everything all at once. Mm. So you, because if you're in that state, if you are on the brink, yeah. Um, even not, even if you're just busy and your health's out of alignment or you know that the stress is mounting, if we're already busy to, to then have a job which involves trying to figure out how to help yourself, which is like a job, mm. um, and then you don't know. So you could go and see a naturopath. You could go and see a GP. You could go and see a counsellor, you know, and you have to trial different ones to see what's going to work. Yes. Then you have to figure out how to put the tools that they give you, if they give you tools, in the right order at the right time. 
It's too hard. And that's why the whole mental health, what I call the 1950s mental health system, fails. It's literally what we were using in the 1950s. Mm. And we still have this perception that um, the mind and the body are disconnected, which we just, yeah, it's still, I find it really interesting that we're still at that point where we, we haven't fully developed this understanding that the way that I think um, and feel affects my physical health and my physical health affects the way that I think and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was essentially the basis of, basis of what I wanted to do. And like the workshops that I delivered then, like this is 10 years ago, were so basic. Like it was very much, this is how stress works. This is what vitamins and minerals are in food. Like it was very basic. And then obviously we got right into gut health. Yeah. Um, more into biomedicine, more into neuroscience. And then my coaching skills developed over time from working with amazing counselors and coaches that I'd bring in. Emil was one of them. Um, so I, I had this opportunity to work with such a range of, you know, health practitioners and we have a pressure cooker environment where people come in, they can't, they have to transform their behavior on the spot because they can't go to a session and then go home and then go back to the same old habits that they had before. With us, it's like we have a microscope out and we're watching and observing behavior. So whatever they're learning that day in terms of self-transformation, they have to show up with that that day. They have to show up with it. It's like if we are doing presence, you are present. You are a present person and you practice it until the end of the day, until you've got it. Do you know what I mean? So with us, the program was never about healing. It was about healing, but we just never told anyone we fully intended to completely and utterly radically change their life while they were with us. It's like you're not only not going to be suicidal, whatever whatever it looks like before you're not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, um, (coughs) excuse me. So... That's really what we were kind of doing, and then it exploded um, wow. and did really well, and it was started from nothing. It was just a concept of to have a space where people could come and be together without judgment and have everyone do the right thing at the right time in the right order. Where do you do them? We had we used to run in Australia, but we're predominantly now in Bali. Um, and like I said, it's more it's now I prefer to work one on one. And um, I will pick and choose clients based on how how thirsty they are for yeah. that experience because yeah. I used to give a lot and give a lot. And I look back now, obviously, my you know, my daughter's come into the picture and I look at what I used to be able to give and I don't know how it was possible. So I'm really at a point where I love my other work. I work a lot in business, in business development, helping other people build their brands based mm-hmm. on the business experience that I've had of, building multiple businesses Um, and I love working with corporates because for me I really had this drive that I had to make a difference with when it came to mental health and people's um, the experience that they were having with themselves on earth essentially Mm. and I really felt like I was running a race with that and we spoke about this at the event with women that we kind of feel like we're on a clock of Mm. like we have to do this all by a certain age we have to have a baby and career and, and I was running that race and then I kind of, you know, after I shut the retreat center down and just decided to kind of, you know, pull things back a little. Mm. For me, corporates is if I want to make a dent, I have to get into where most people are, yeah, true, you know, yeah. where people um, connect. And in my opinion, where 
um, a lot of the issues with balance begin is around work. So that's kind of, yeah, now I kind of, I like to combine the business with the mental health because I know it sounds like they're completely separate, but they're not. Because nah. how, yeah. I, when I originally got in, a lot of people with, um, when I was I used to business, I was a business consultant, they would never come to me with their business problems, they'd come with their health problems or their relationship problems. And what was stopping the business mm. from flourishing was a lack of vision or the self-worth issue that they have within themselves or, you know, it was never the business really. So yeah. that's kind of how I got into it. And it's yeah. funny, I've kind of gone all the way down that rabbit hole and now I'm back in the business seat. So, um, yeah, I still like to do both. That's great, yeah. I mean, even myself, I, I started this new podcast but it was only once I did, did the mime stuff. Mm. And I, I most people are after those technical aspects of how do I do it? Give me a give me a plan. I'll, and you I'll would have seen it. it at the event. You would have seen yeah. everyone kind of going. And, you know, some of the people, because I was the breakdown coach, so anyone who needs <laughs> to leave the room and have a breakdown gets me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like they'll come outside going, but I thought I was coming to work on my business. And I'm like, you are. This is how we do it. You know, like you have to kind of go through this if you want to be able to scale or people end up, well, A, I think people end up building businesses that they don't love. They're doing it because they think they have to. Yeah. Or they try and scale and grow or set goals for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. So... This is where it's really interesting tapping into here and here and even health to be able for people to be able to serve in the best possible way that they can. It just makes sense. Like if, if your entire company, you know, if you had a company of 500 people and every single person in that company is in their genius and they like themselves and they're healthy, holy shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that, the, the force behind that. And if the guy at the top has a mm. vision. Yeah. And brings everyone into that. It's just like it gives me goosebumps. I know. It's I'm like, just thinking of like that. You know, I want to build something. Yeah, like and that, imagine you know? all the different companies yeah. if everyone operated like that. Mm. But it's you know, imagine if every individual operated from that level of like, I like myself. Yeah. I can actually get to a point where I like myself. I recognize my genius, and I want mm. to serve with it, and mm. I have the energy to do so because of the way I've worked with my body. Yeah. And. That's why, that's still why I like using both the personal and the health side, but in business, because it's where I think it's where that needs to go. Mm. And maybe now we're at a point with mental health in business and what it costs them. Because I used to have a company and I had 40 employees and if someone burnt out, it cost me a lot of money to replace them. Yeah. And a lot of time in training. So yeah, I think we're at a point with mental health in society in general for so many reasons that it would take hours to go into, but, <laughs> but you know, where it's, it's actually going to start costing us, a yeah. lot, you know, from Cost a government every perspective single way. Oh, yeah. and, you know, in businesses. But so, yeah, I think they're ready. I think they're, the corporates are almost at that point where we're, they're ready to kind of listen to a different approach um, yeah. instead of the rah-rah motivation. Yeah. So yeah. this is what's very much taught in business is like mm. success motivation <laughs> but it's not looking at what 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 is the actual drivers for that yeah for each individual you know i have this vision as well of, of having like a happy version of a hospital you know oh my god you know like how amazing would it be because you go to a hospital and it's all it's 
sterile. It's yeah. there's nothing. It smells yuck. It doesn't look good. No one really wants to be there. They yeah. say, I hate this place. I'm sure it makes them sick because the I don't want to be there. <laughs> well, the energy is yeah. like, it's really funny. You know, I was explaining to you, we were talking about body issues before with birth. Yeah. And my the reason my birth was so traumatic is that mm. when I was at home, I would go into labor and I'd be fine. And I was like, leave me here. I can do it here. Leave <laughs> me alone, which is not what I thought. I thought I'd be terrified. And I was like, fine. I was like in my zone. As soon as we get to the hospital, my labor would stop. And I um, undilated. Oh, wow. And it happened three times. Wow. So in the end, I was so exhausted. And this is where all the drama started. You, right? But my body literally yeah. in a hospital was like, yeah. I'm not doing this here. And I should have listened because I didn't. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, now, now you know. Don't give birth in a hospital. No. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, where we go to heal is, yeah, there's mm. unhealthy, it's, it's, it still blows me away. Yeah. There's unhealthy food, there's yes. sliding, there's no fresh air. Mm. Like all the absolute basics of what we need to flourish as a human being are not present. I think it should be fun. Love. I think Where's when you're healing, it should love? be fun. Yeah. No? <laughs> yeah. That's, and it's interesting that's you say that because we tried to do that on retreat. We tried to make it fun. Mm. And we got so ridiculed. A current affair in Australia tried to pick us up when we first um, opened, not just us, but a few others, like all these retreats, making big promises. We promised a genuine life-changing experience and we delivered. But we made that whole experience of healing pain and suffering normal, for starters. Mm. We're like, this is actually the state of all humans. Mm. Um, It's just that you're being honest about it and you're being open about it. Mm. Um, and you, you've actually had the courage to put your hand up and come and do something like this, which most people wouldn't do. So um, it takes a lot of courage to look at yourself. You know it elevate like with what we just did. Yeah, it takes yeah, a you, you got to like you're walking <laughs> into the fire, like <laughs> like all your your deepest fears. You know, you just got to got to go out in them. the open. For yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, I love that vulnerability. Like I can yeah. work with people forever in that state. I just love it. I love the breakdown mm. because I know what breakthroughs look like. And I just, but, um, yeah, it's, it was really interesting in the beginning because we were completely ridiculed for trying to make that a transformational experience. Mm. And even psychologists would ring us or psychiatrists and, and they would say, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? My family members didn't even know what I did. I never told anyone what I did. Yeah. No one in my family knew except my mother. Because I couldn't explain it because I knew people. I got so sick of the what? Mm. You work with people with depression, but aren't you scared they're, you know, it's like, aren't you scared they're going to do this, this and this? Like they were aliens or something? Yeah. It was bizarre. I was like, no, we just love them. (laughs) We just give them lots of love and inspiration and health and you can't go wrong if you put all of those things together. Gosh. But, yeah, we were ridiculed. It was really interesting. And then those same psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, as things started to change and I think over time we realised it wasn't working, would then start referring to us. Yeah. Referring to us. Referring to Mm. us. So, um, or coming to us. Yeah, so I was just thinking, I think they Going need to, to just come to <laughs> yeah. so they know. That's the next step. I'd love to train. Oh, nice. Train in that industry for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
And I didn't, you know, I always used to consider maybe I should go and get a proper counseling degree or a psychology degree just to get the credibility. And then I was like, ah, no. No, no. I'll just be me. Exactly, exactly. It works. And when you feel like you're ready now, you are ready. Mm. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need letters behind your name. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I mean, even with, you know, with what you've studied and now you're doing something yeah. completely different. So I'm like, the, I was the first person with what work I do, contact care, to have a doctor in front of, uh, that I know of. Mm. Um, and some people would look at me and go, oh, it's so easy for you because you've got doctor in front of your name. Mm. And, um, and I say, no, it's, if you're good, you can do it. Mm. You know, you're just going to believe in yourself. Mm. Um, and my girlfriend, um, She's a personal trainer, but um, at, at the beginning, she felt, she does this work too, she felt that she wasn't good enough because mm. the doctor name, you know, she didn't have it. But now she's stepped into her power mm. and now she's doing just as good as work as anyone. You know? yeah. So, um, yeah, don't have to wait till you get a degree or yeah. this or that. You just, if you can do it. Yeah, do I'm it. all about starting, starting where you are. Yeah. You know, I think we spoke about that at Elevate. It's like, you can go from that life to that life today. I just did it with a client this morning. You know? And it's so funny watching her just constantly go back into story. When we go back into story and we rehash pain and then we rehash trauma and then we keep bringing it to the service. Mm. And then she just kept doing this and then, and then as soon as we got into action and we started designing, it is immediate mm. and her whole face started to change and obviously the tears go away and then she got really interested in what she was doing and then we were starting to design. Then she came up with all these ideas and I'm like, did you just see that? And she was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, you can do that whenever you want. <laughs> you have trained yourself to do this. Yeah. This is a training of the mind that you have taught yourself to stay because you get something out of it. I get yeah. to stay small and I get to play safe yeah. and I get to be a wallflower and not, and you know what mm. was that at the core of that for her? She's so scared that if she steps into her power and she has to be intimate and connect with the world around her, specifically find a partner, <clears throat> she's got more to lose. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's that old one. And for know. me it was like, I found out this weekend, week, sorry, it's, um, there's a, a fear of rejection. Mm. If I was if I was to go and hang out with the people I want to hang out, I don't, don't want to get rejected. Um, see, yeah. So now, so that's, when we do that allowing exercise, um, no, that wasn't really. That's not what you chose. No, something else. Mm. Yeah, because it's um, interesting when you let the mind go there, and that's what I said to her. Okay, cool. You step out, you know, because the, the thing is, is what I explained to her this morning about this. Yeah. So sometimes what our biggest fears are, you're actually inviting those scenarios into your life anyway. So her biggest fear was rejection. Yeah. And, you know, feeling everyone's got their I'm not good enough version of a story, but hers was specifically like, I don't want to be put down by others or reject. I don't want to be rejected mm. and, and think for people to think that I'm wrong. Mm. But she's created all these relationships in her life where that's happening anyway. I'm like, but you're living it already. You're living your worst yeah. You're in it. Yep. This is the this is the this is as this is as bad as it can get. Like how much more pain do you want? You know, rather than getting over to that side and going like, yeah, I'm gonna step into my power. Well, it's also like proving that your story's right. Yeah. So like, I'm right. 
because exactly. this is happening. And that's where the payoff comes in, where it's <laughs> yeah. like, cool, okay, now, yeah, I'm getting something out of yeah. this. I told you so. Yeah, I get to reinforce this story of yeah. misery because I get to say, yes, I knew it. I <laughs> knew the world was against me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love, like, I think the human mind is really, really incredibly interesting. And mm. I think, you know, I think it was something that I brought up um, at Elevate as well is that it's not something that we're taught about. Um, and, you know, we're not taught at school what are thoughts, what is mm. my mind, what are the different aspects to the mind, what is consciousness, what is subconsciousness, what is higher consciousness, um, what is a thought. Does a thought have power over me? Is my mind leading me? Am I leading it? Like we, mm-hmm. we, are, we don't discuss these things. And no. then we grow up being led around by that to the point where, yeah, it can um, get us to the point where we have lost so much faith and belief in ourselves, even without traumas from the an external source, um, to believe that this is all, this is, it's not worth staying for. And to me, that was crazy, and that's what, what retreat was about. It was like, this is craziness, mm. you know, that, that we are never taught about this. Um, yeah. And I still, I can work with people in their 60s and talk to them about their stories and what they say to themselves, and they've, they've been saying to that, that same story to themselves for years, and they've yeah. never heard it, mm. you know, and they've, then they've never been taught what to do with it. Yeah. So what do you, how do I transform my relationship to emotion? How do I transform my relationship? Because we live in this world where we go, oh, I'll just replace the negative thought with a positive thought or I'll make it go away. It doesn't work. Mm. Or I'll stuff that emotion down or I'll do something else with it as opposed to how do I just be me, make room for what I feel and mm. then align with a vision or values of the person that I want to be and step into that like today. And it can be that fast. It is, yeah. We've proved it at the event. It's yeah. so fast. Like, you yeah. can go from there to there in, like, you know. I, I watched, yeah, because I watched you um, with one of the girls on stage mm. and changed the whole trajectory of where she, what she's doing. Mm. And just yeah, saw she, how. Yeah, her plan was what, a year? Yeah, it was a year. Plan was a year. And I think what you did, you challenged for two And or three I listen to, like, I'm quite intuitive when I'm coaching. And if my whole body is like, whatever, like, I was like, my whole body went stiff when she said a year. I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. And we got it down to a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then like just that seeing... change of life can happen in one month. Yeah. And, and she would, but you know what? Like, she was that addiction to busy that a lot of, a lot of people have because it's our sense of who we are. Mm. Um, then there's that vacuum of because I created six hours of free time for her in a day, earning the same amount of income, only working like what well, we got it to three three times a week, not three days. Um, and then you can almost see the mm. well, then what do I you know? It's like <laughs> oh, you're gonna have all this time to actually get to know yourself, and you can see the holy shit in her, <laughs> on her face. You know, she can see her like I won't know what to do with myself <laughs> because she's been so busy serving others. But she also wants a relationship and she wants babies. And it's like, cool, if you keep over giving like that, how do you think that's going to look in a relationship? You can't stop and slow down. Yeah. You add a relationship and babies into this yeah. and you overgive like that, you are going to fall down. Yeah. So, but it's sometimes we need to see it like what we did on stage, like you look at it in black and white and you and it shows people what, what they're about to live into. It's like you, you created this and you're going to keep living into it. Yeah. 
Um, so when you get to see the AB version, they're like, there is no more excuses because it's like, I just created six hours yeah. a day free time for you. Now what are you going to do? And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. And this is what I mean about, you know, our retreats essentially were, were always fun. We never don't sit and rehash pain. You're allowed to tell your story a few times yeah. to me before you get here, but once you get here, we are in. Yeah. yeah. If you want to do that, I'm like, no, we have to get into action. Otherwise, you could just stay at home and do that with any psychologist who will allow you to do that for yeah. years. Talk about your shit for ages yeah. and ages. Mm. So I was wondering what you've, like, from all the people you've seen and mm -hmm. that space of really low, mm -hmm. what do you find are the most common um, reasons or blocks or nobody likes themselves very much so something that I always explain very quickly well yeah. okay so there's about five percent of people that come in that genuinely have a genetic chemical DNA issue yeah but only five percent so this excuse that we have where it's like it's genetic I'm like no yeah for 95 percent of the people it's not mm -hmm. For most people, what they come come in with is usually long-term stress where something big that they didn't see coming has come in on top of that and it's it's taken the wind out of them. Yeah. A lot of trauma. Yeah. A lot of trauma. Mm. Um, a surprising amount, unfortunately. Um, yeah, a lot of undealt with trauma. And yeah. we saw that at the event as well. Yeah, yeah. After Gabby kind of shared her story, you start to see how many people have been affected by trauma of some kind in their lives. So, um, however, the core behind all of that is that desire to be accepted, to do what we think we have to do to survive, to get mm -hmm. that, to get that acceptance fed, because we really do believe if we don't get acceptance that we will die. We all think that we want love. We actually want acceptance. It is at the core of every single issue that anybody has. Fear of not being accepted. Mm. Rejection. Yeah, exactly. I need to be accepted. Exactly, yeah. And I'll look for it and I'll put on this mask and that mask and this shirt and we do all sorts of weird you're things. so preoccupied by that, you know? Exactly. And you can't be in the present moment because you're like just thinking about, oh, what do I look like? But, you know, it's... And that's the thing. Like, yeah. that's, that's one way of doing it. Some people are doing it to get fed to get, a, you know, to get that acceptance fed in mm. blah, like so many extreme ways. And what the human mind does is every time you don't do that right, you have a go at yourself. Yeah. And then you create interesting stories about yourself <laughs> that you keep repeating and then they become beliefs. Yeah. And one, it's one, the reason it becomes a belief is because if you keep saying to yourself, I'm fat and I'm ugly, there's a horrible feeling of shame mm. or a sensation in the body that comes with that and we make it feel weird. Yeah, you don't So then to we start it. to really own it. Yeah. And then, you know, self-hatred starts to be bred through that. Because the more you put yourself down, the more you'll display the behavior that you don't want to display. Mm. You'll start living out your biggest fears. Yeah. And then you put yourself down. And that's how that spiral works. So for me, though, when people would come in with, like, really severe anxiety or depression, I have to just go back and find the seed thought. It's that simple. It's like, 
there was, <clears throat> even if, yes, there was a trauma, it's what you made the trauma mean and it's what you've been saying to yourself about that mm. trauma for 20 years that's yeah. causing the issue, not the actual trauma. Yeah. Mm. You know, not to diminish whatever the trauma was, but it's like what you've made it mean all this time is where grief, suffering and pain is living. So desire for acceptance, that is like the one core thing that everyone is most definitely dealing with 100% mm. and their fears around that. Mm. If I could just, it's self-hatred. If I could just be this and, and self-punishment and putting ourselves down. And it's at an all-time high because we're not taught, like I said in school, we're not taught to deal with the mind, but we're also not taught to, well, in Australia, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but in Australia, there's a reason I don't live in that country. <laughs> um, we're not taught to shine. We're taught the opposite. Taught to kind of, Pull anyone, anyone yeah, yeah. pull anyone down. So, um, yeah, I think, and, and we're not, we don't have a faith either. There's, there's a lack of faith in culture now, really. There really is like, yeah, compared yeah. to, you know, a hundred years ago. So, um, where do we get our sense of who we really are beyond what we look like, what we say and what we do? Where are we getting that filled? Like yoga, sure, in the last 20 years has exploded, great. But even we've made that about what you wear and what yeah. your pose looks like. like. And yeah. as a yoga teacher who was trained by very traditional masters, um, it's just, like to me, it's insulting. It's yeah. insulting the entire um, system. So, but this is the thing it's like, when are we, yeah, touching that space where we check in with who we really are beyond what everyone knows us to be and sees us to be, and that's mm. not happening enough. So the more there is a void there, um, we start to live out of this identity that we show to everyone and think that's who we really are, and that's where depression lives. That's where depression starts, is that is a belief that this is all I am. Yeah. And anxiety is the terror or the fear of I want so desperately to be accepted there is something coming that's going to threaten that and I'm going to imagine it before it even happens. And I'm going to do that over and over and over again until it eventually blows. Mm. I've got a lofty question. Yeah. Question. What do you think it would take to get self-acceptance to the masses? Hmm. Heidi, Emil, and Chris <laughs> um, yeah. on steroids. Like, we need to start, like, training. Well, this is the thing. This is why I stepped out of retreat because I was like, I can't do this one person at a time. Yeah. Now I take them because I still love it. I love getting into this space, and I learn every time. Yeah. Um, when I'm just working with other coaches like I do with the boys, we don't, we don't learn as much, you know. So, um, Okay, so step one for me is corporates. I want to be able to get to the masses that way. I want to kind of go through a back door and I can put on a suit. I've never worn one in my life. Um, this is as corporate as it gets for me. But, yeah, I can put on I – can, I can put that mask on. I can get myself through the door. And then mm. that's always been my dream is to get to the masses that way. Cool. Um, 
some technology. I have some great ideas of some sites. I website build for fun. It's like how I relax. What, what for yourself or other yeah, people? Or? Wow. I built a meal site. But oh, really? I do it because I find it really relaxing and I get to geek out. That's what I think Joel was <laughs> saying about me. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a geek, so I get to get so yeah, there's a couple of um, things that I'd like to build that, you know, could really be for the masses. And it's training other people and doing more events like we just did because every and this is this is what I loved so much about retreat, is that Every person that would leave retreat and go out into the world, they would just, the butterfly effect of that experience was massive. Oh, yeah. Like, they would change their relationship with their husband. They would change their relationship with their children. They would start eating differently. Then they'd go to work with whatever they've made in their lunchbox. Then that someone else would ask them. And then some they'd figure out that a co-worker had anxiety and they'd help them with it and they'd teach them some tools and it would just keep on yeah. going. The emails that I would get sometimes five years, six years, seven years later, still from people going, I just have to tell you after six years, you know how I worked in the government? Well, now I'm a music conductor and I create mental health programs and teach kids who've had trauma how to write their own music. And I'd just be like, <laughs> what? Like crying, but you don't have to thank you. And I'd just be like, this is amazing. It's years later, it keeps going. Yeah. You know, it's that one person is then gone and is affecting all these children. And, and so it's more people like all of us getting together. Yeah. And training and teaching and training and teaching so that that ripple effect can, can I, you know, but I mean, Chris Emil and I have a plan. I haven't gotten Joel on board yet, but we've, we've been talking for a long time about how to do this in sort of the grandest possible way. And, we're all kind of going to come from different angles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, you need it. You need it. Like, yeah, we're, we're it's definitely. A package, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, that's why I love Chris's, you know, his concept of like mediocre to greatness, shaped to line, because he literally, how Chris and I met is that I said the weirdest thing to him at a, at a workshop one day. He said something about, um, saving the whole world or something and I went it's too late and I couldn't have said it to a worse person now that you've met him yeah, yeah, he yeah. just looked at me and he's like really <laughs> and I was like it's too late and he's like that is fucked like he literally was like it's fucked up yeah let's have breakfast tomorrow Six hours later, we had a uh, really long, beautiful breakfast where he shared that process and I kind of shared mine and we co cross-coached each other and have been like wow. best friends ever since. But, he, you know, his concept, because I'd really gotten into that place where of exhaustion, you know, this is quite a while ago, like after the retreat where I just didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. Like mm. it was like five to ten people a week, but I needed, I want to be doing, Yeah, yeah. you know, Five million a week. So yeah, that's the only way to kind of. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess technology, corporates, um, and a lot. You know, being around a lot more like-minded people, you'll see it from Elevate. Wait and see the ripple effect from that event. Oh man, so I already know. It's like, just, I just we just went like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just is like a, wow. a wave of amazingness that will just keep going. Yeah. I mean, how was this for? for uh, Profound, it took me a year, pretty, or maybe just over a year to get 10 pod, 
podcast interviews from my last <laughs> podcast. And now I've got seven in two days. Yeah. And it's easy. And I'm yeah. also, while I'm here, I'm working and on that's people. the thing is it's like, it's not because we've taught you to hustle. No, I, I want just, to. I love we it. We just removed the shit. Yeah. So you know, I like, I feel like. Rain gave you that whole, like, I love him. The bag of resentment. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you're just, you're trying to create, but you're carrying this thing everywhere. We yeah. I was just laughing because you can actually see it with people. Yeah. And that's all we did was go, yeah, we need to deal with that and put it over there and not hang out with it. This is the thing is like saying on our retreat, I was like, we're not, when we're dealing with it, we're not hanging out with it and the pain forever. Mm. Like we bring it yeah. up, we resolve it, we transform it, we find a place to put it, we step into the greatest version, bang, off we go. Yep. And that's what you've done. So mm. it becomes easy. Yeah. yeah. But someone had to remind you that you have the choice to do that whenever you want. Yep. And sometimes it takes like four days of just being smacked <laughs> in the head. Like that was me at the last Elevate. Just going, just getting smacked. Felt yeah. like someone had a bat out. And was just going, bang. And I'm a coach. Like I love that stuff. But I was like, oh my God, my whole life has to change. Yeah. Um, yeah so imagine if. It was like mandatory for everyone at school to go and do two events like that a year. Can you imagine? Man, we'd have so many inspired kids. Mm -hmm. And wow, that'd be, sh yeah. Yeah. That'd be shining. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So, and even, you know, with what I do, like teaching health and mental health, like in school, this is how your mind works. This Ooh. is the concept of self-compassion and... It's like dream school. Mm, dream school. So we could have dream school, <laughs> dream hospital. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing, like, there's been all of these visionaries around, but it, it's not moving. It's not moving fast enough, that is for sure. We should make it a mission to get into... Um, yeah, to get into... I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Shake up the hospital system and the yeah. school system at the same time. Well, the hospital system has its place. It's, I think it's yep. great what it does. We just need something else as well. Yep. We need two. Yeah. And they need to work together. Mm. And then, yeah, perfect. Mm. They're mm. the bottom of the cliff. We need, what, what happens after that, though? You know, you're mm. well enough to get by now. Let's give you something healthy to eat. Yeah. Let's give you the right thoughts and detox your body. Yeah. Mm. And then you, they're thriving. Mm. And then eventually you'll only have like 5% of people actually going to that crisis hospital. I know. And the rest well. of the people are getting managed. Like they're healthy, so they don't need to go and less drugs, less surgery. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That would be amazing. It will be amazing. I was going to say, it will be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Anyway, I think that's yeah. it's been a great awesome. chat. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, thank chat. you. Thank you. Thanks for making my cold go away. Yeah, I just gave her her first um, experience of contact care. Amazing. <laughs> She was like, oh, she was like feeling all flowy and yeah. I was like, I think I might be, uh, well, yeah, I think I thought I could help her. So, yeah. It feels really free as well, like at the back of my neck and <laughs> yeah, really, so. I'm not joking. I got like a high off it. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And 
I'll be sharing that with a lot more people. So. Mm. Yeah, and do. teaching it, teaching it, uh, yeah. hopefully next year. Great. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's an really interesting too. technique. And I think mm. we need more of those subtle, you know, the body is magical and special and we don't realise sometimes the really subtle, small mm. techniques is what creates the most healing. It doesn't have to be yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Like just breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Water, drinking oh, yeah. water. <laughs> so, what's your retreat called? How can people, or do you, you're still doing them though? Yeah, so yeah. my site, HeidiShannon.com.au, that's the best way to find me. I was saying cool. that to you before, I used to have like my business stuff over here and my retreats over here and then my coaching stuff here. Now I just went, I just put it all Easy. On. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. It's just it's my good. name. <laughs> all right, go to HeidiShannon.com.au yep. and you'll find me. Everything, right? Yes. Okay. Everything. Cool. Awesome. Fantastic. So nice to chat. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so, so glad much. we did this. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to subscribe if you want to hear more or head to our YouTube channel for more content. For more information, check out our website, trueyouinternational.com.